Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 79, Raising Resilient Children, and I'm your host, Connie Ackeson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children utilizing powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationships with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. Welcome back, my friends. It has been such a long time since I have read any reviews, and I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone who has taken the time to go to your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review. I hugely appreciate all the five-star ratings you guys will give me. It really helps the podcast to get shared and show up in other people's feeds. So please, please, please take a second and do that. On April 1st of this year, Adam Emily B. left a message and said, Connie, you have truly blessed my life with your podcast. We are at similar stages in our life with our kids, and your insights have truly helped me. Thank you for being real, raw, and helping others through this interesting phase of raising teens and adults. Thank you for that review. That was so kind. Here's one more I found that was left on April 24th. Hashtag best podcast ever. I love this podcast. I just finished episode 21 about marriage, and dang, my parents are so cute. I love learning things about their marriage I didn't know before and how hard they have worked to make each other happy and grow as individuals. I'm not sure which of my children is responsible for that. They didn't sign it or claim it, but they are my new favorite for sure. Okay, you guys, this week on the podcast, we are talking about raising resilient children. Love, love, love this topic. Kate, recently I was in Maryland visiting my oldest daughter and son-in-law and their three kids, and dang, they are super cute and very individual people. It's so interesting to see how at such a young age, their personalities really do just shine through. And cute little Henry, who's three years old, he has this balance bike and he goes at speeds I can hardly believe. It kind of gives me as the grandma a little baby heart attack. I remember turning to Kayla as we were walking along and I said to her, isn't he going to fall? She said, well, not, not usually, but he gets right back up when he does. It's not a big deal. The truth is she was absolutely right. He rarely fell. And when he did, he just jumped back up and brushed it off like no big deal. And to be completely honest, there's quite a lot of learning and teaching that Kayla and Dave have done with him to get him to this point on his balance bike where he is so confident he takes off like nobody's business. He always stops when he gets to the streets. Never, ever does he cross that street before Kayla and Dave have caught up with him. He also never rides that balance bike without a helmet on. He also always has sneakers on and always thick jeans. So the truth is, there's quite a lot that goes into this, even though all I saw was him taking off like a speeding bullet on that bike. He's very well trained to obey the rules, 
and they go on walks often to practice and help him get better and better at his skills. He's like a sponge, and he takes in every suggestion on how he can improve and get better. When I first got there, there's this hill in the, in the normal walking path that they take, and he was scared to death of that hill. I said, Henry, that hill is not a big deal. If you're going down too fast on the paved path, all you have to do is go down in the grass, and you won't go nearly as fast. Well, sure enough. He took that to heart and he was shooting down that hill in no time at all. Now I've been on many, many walks with him and looking back, my reaction from the first day that I watched him ride that balance bike makes me laugh. Isn't it interesting that my first reaction was to coddle him and baby him and make sure that he didn't scuff his knee? That first day, it seemed like it would be such a tragedy if he took took a big spill on the bike. The truth was, I watched him take a couple of spills, and he jumped up, and he brushed his legs off, and it was no big deal. Isn't it interesting that at three years old, cute little Henry taught his grandma a great lesson in resilience. He does not need me or his parents to hover over him and protect him from ever getting a scrape. What Henry needs are cheerleaders, people to encourage him, people to be excited for him when he conquers a new fear, and people that would get out there and walk with him to give him lots and lots of practice. Practice is the only way he's going to get better. So while Kayla and Dave make parenting look super easy, the truth is their family is a well-oiled machine. They plan everything And they have armed him with the safety gear that he needs to be successful, not only on his balance bike, but in life. They've given him rules and boundaries. They've given him protective equipment. They buy him really nice tennis shoes with thick soles that work as brakes for a short time. And they have allowed him accountability. They have allowed him consequences for his choices. When he he chooses to let that bike get out of control, he might fall down, but they're right there to brush him off and encourage him to get right back on that bike. Before I started recording today's episode, I actually Googled the definition of resilient. It is able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult circumstances. And the definition for resilient people, according to Google, is also golden. Resilient people are aware of their situations, their own emotional reactions, and the behavior of those around them. By remaining aware, resilient people can maintain control of a situation and think of new ways to tackle problems. They're problem solvers. Another characteristic of resilience is the understanding that life is full of challenges. One of my favorite mantras is bring it on. There's nothing I can't handle. Isn't that a way more important lesson to teach our children and our grandchildren than don't fall and scrape your knee? So let's take what we learned from cute little Henry and him learning how to ride a balance bike and what we learned from the Google definitions of resilient people and what resilience, what it truly means to be resilient. I think it's pretty safe to say this is most of our goals for our children is teaching them to be resilient. So the first step is to establish clear rules. At our house, we have a rule that 
all keys must immediately be placed in the key drawer after you come home from driving. It's pretty safe to say this rule is established by voice of experience. There is a certain member of our family who shall remain nameless who decided this rule didn't apply to him and he didn't have to obey it. And that guy only has one key left to his car. Now, with all the children, I actually can enforce this rule. And it just so happens that if they don't leave the key in the drawer and they can't find it when it's time for them to drive somewhere, they're not allowed to drive the car. Now, Emily recently turned 16 and hasn't been driving more than a month. So while this is second nature for most of us, this is a skill that she's learning, a habit that she's forming of dropping those keys in the drawer. And Friday night, she drove her car home. And then on Saturday, when she went to leave, her keys were gone. Since this was a first time offense and she was on her way to the ACT and I didn't want her to arrive all frazzled, I gave her the spare key and let her know that before she went anywhere else, she would need to find the key that she had lost. When the key didn't turn up easily, she just found friends to come pick her up and kept finding workarounds. And so I realized that she needed a little bit more motivation. And on Sunday, I reminded her, you will not be driving to school tomorrow unless you can find that key. The spare key will not be available to you. Now, at that point, things got a little serious, and she actually enlisted the help of both David and I. We started retracing her steps. What did you bring in from the car? Where did you put it? What were you wearing? Could it have been in the pockets? Have we checked all the pockets? We checked everywhere. Her room had been checked three times, the countertops had been checked four times, and we were running out of places to look. At that point, and with experience on our side, my husband decided it was time to check the garbage cans. He offered to check one, and he gave Emily another. Now, because she had chosen not to look for the keys right away, this garbage was really, really disgusting, and it was the best teacher ever. Emily had to peel back layers of garbage one at a time, from greasy, nasty French fries to vegetable clippings to peelings. And it had been sitting in there for a couple of days, so it didn't smell as fresh as it originally did. David's bag of trash was equally as disgusting, and he made it all the way to the bottom of his nasty trash bag before Emily got to the bottom of her nasty trash bag. And in the very bottom of the very last trash bag they checked, there were her keys. Now, I predict that in the future, Emily will be much better, and it will be much easier for her to remember to just drop the keys in the key drawer. But for now, she has a story to tell all about just how crazy her evil mother is. Now, rules at Kayla and Dave's house with much younger children look quite different than they do at my house. Kayla has made these chore charts that have pictures on them. If you go to my blog at www.happiness-insidejob.com, there's a tab across the top that takes you to my blog. And on there, you will find a copy of her cute picture chore chart. They're laminated, and each morning before 9, each of the kids gets to take an Expo marker and cross off each of their chores. At three and five, they can both take responsibility for getting themselves dressed, making their beds, picking up their rooms, brushing their teeth, eating their breakfast. And Olivia 
puts away the big stuff in the dishwasher, while Henry puts away all the silverware and all the baking utensils. And in this way, they get to help participate in the cleanliness of their home. And if it's all completed by nine, they also get a treat. So with the first step to teaching children resilience being established clear rules, the second step is to enforce those rules. The minute we don't enforce those rules, we've just taught our kids that we're liars. We've also taught them that they can negotiate the rules or that the rules maybe aren't as important as we originally laid them out to be. In Henry's case, that non-negotiable rule is his helmet. In the case of my teenagers, those non-negotiable rules are, if you leave this house, you need to tell me before you leave and let me know who you're going to be with and where you're going to be. And also, absolutely always tell the truth. My girls know those are the two rules you don't ever mess with. The third step seems to be the hardest ones for the parents to obey, and that is our children get to make their choices and then they get to accept the consequences that naturally follows. Now, that doesn't mean we set them up to get hurt. We have set them up for success and we have allowed them to make their choices and experience the consequences, good or bad. It is only by them truly experiencing the consequences that they learn how to overcome hard things when they fall. And they also learn how powerful they are to overcome hard things. They truly get a sense of self and a taste of what they are truly capable of. Teaching resilience doesn't always make you the popular parent. In fact, it rarely does. But I would like to offer to you that teaching resilience is equally as important, if not more important, than teaching them to walk, to read, and to drive. All right, my friends, if I have shared anything today that resonated with you, please hop on over to your favorite podcast app and leave me a five-star rating and a review. Hugely appreciate it. I will see y'all next week.